from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Welcome to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls Season 1. This episode, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 23, titled Blind Ambitions. First from the podcast, Catching Up, please say hello to Mike Lawson. Hello, Mike Lawson. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And from the podcast, I forgot to mention this, Adam Burns, Throwing Down and Mix Minus. Please say hello to Adam Burns. Hello, Adam. Hi, (laughs) y'all. Joe. Yes, sir. This is stupid, and it's not a question, but I – it's stupid, and I know I'm wrong. But the way that you – that's not really you singing, right? (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait. Did I because, ever did I ever say it was me singing? No, but the way you're like miming it, I don't know if it's with the lag or whatever, you're like so on and it looks like and I was like I'm, I, both times I'm like no, that's not Joe really singing. But but I don't know. I, well, I didn't know. I've well, never heard, okay, I don't know okay. if you're a singer. Okay, okay. First, I'm going to name you you've, you've hit on a couple of things. One every I don't think anybody knows it. I don't think we've ever discussed this on the air. But on every episode of Shady Pines, when I play the theme song, I lip sync to the guy doing that riff on the song. Okay. Yeah. So I lip sync to it every single time without fail. Okay. We've never talked about that on the show. So one, so that's what Adam's referring to. He saw me on camera lip syncing to that. Two, you're not the first person. I think you might even be number four or five of people who tell me. That they think it's me singing. Lawson, do you buy, do you understand that? I don't get it at all. I don't think the guy, this guy doesn't sound like it at all. I think it depends on sort of how you first encountered the clip. Because to me, I can't, like the first person I saw doing it, who yeah. I don't know for sure if it's the original or not, because it's been done so many times. Yeah. I can't help but see that person in my head, which yeah. was a kind of a an african-american dude yeah what's know? really what's really interesting is the person who probably knows my voice the best adam vaught friend of the show adam vaught he told me that he, when he first heard it for the first few seconds he thought it was me singing that the guy sounds let, let me play that again do you think that this guy sounds like me here we go thank you for being friend. oh oh, oh yeah i don't hear it because I think, like you, Lawson, I saw the original, so I have that visual in my head. I I think, I mean, again, I don't mm-hmm. know if you sing you're or not, whatever, but... You're not the only I person can, to say this. I can hear resemblances yeah. in that singing voice yeah. and, your talk, and your speaking voice. Okay. I could and be convinced it to you. And you're dead on with the miming that you're doing. Well, so I mean, even down to like times, yeah. the runs, you yeah. know, and everything, the the things he's doing, you're like right on, you know, <laughs> Mr. Mariah Carey over there. You know? will you, yeah. Will we're you both do a TikTok pigs. of this, Joe? I will do a TikTok <laughs> of this. Adam, did you say that because we're both fat pigs, me and Mariah Carey? 
No. I don't think either one of you are big fat pigs, so. Okay, what everyone doesn't know is it used to be, Adam, I have to say I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. In the old days of our friendship, when I used to call Mariah Carey a fat pig, Adam would be so angry, almost to the point of tears. And now you don't even I, care. I don't think it went that far. You Wait, Adam, did you or did but, you not tell me that when people insulted, not now, it's, it's changed, but a long time ago, when people insulted Mariah Carey, you would get very, 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 very angry. It would make me sad. Yeah. And th- so there was this podcast I listened to and uh, they have a a segment where an actual therapist comes on mm-hmm. and answers questions from you know, the audience or whatever, mm-hmm. and does a segment once a week. And I actually emailed in and told them, you know, I think this is really crazy that I get sad when people talk about Mariah Carey. And they did my topic on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and what, she what, said she didn't think it was crazy at all. But um, she said, you know, it's just someone you look up to and you thought was talented and, uh-huh. you know, yeah. no big deal. But um, but no, I, I think I've mellowed on that a little bit. I mean, you know, I probably have. But in the old I days, think. when we used to do the six-hour dubious intent shows, you, you, you—I used to do this, and you used to get so angry. And you would comment, <laughs> you would say, "No, I shouldn't get angry, but I'm so angry." Yeah, probably. I, I I've mellowed, I suppose. I, I, I'm not uh, really I, a diva gay. I was asked to be on a podcast where they talk about people who have diva gays, and I couldn't think of anybody. Lawson, do you a diva gay? Is there a diva that you sort of like look up to and admire? I was going to say I sort of feel this way about Britney Spears, uh-huh. but it's not that like I'm defensive of her. I just feel like I'm invested in her. So I know some details that when I hear people kind of talking in like these broad strokes and I'm like, well, if you really kind of think about all these like minutia, all the minutia that I've like obsessed over, mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel that way. But so it's not that I'm mad at the person. It just, I kind of judge them that like, they don't know the whole story. <laughs> well, you know, I think my thing was when it came to Mariah, I honestly do mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. that she is a very talented singer. Now, yeah. as she has aged, she has lost some of that ability, you know, mm-hmm. as happens with all, all people. But, um, but I just, always looked up to the sheer talent that she had. Mm-hmm. And so when people would talk bad about her, you know, part of it was there were some really crazy, stupid things that she did. And, you know, and she has started to lose some of her ability as she's gotten older. So that makes me sad because I yeah. don't want to see someone I always looked up to, you know, being, having this amazing voice. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know, it happens when you get older. I mean, you just, yeah. you can't, Anyway, it's weird that we don't shit on like Michael Jordan and he's not playing ball every day. Right. You know, that's weird. Yeah. But yes, I've mellowed. So, yes, I'm good. You can call you can call her a fat pig if you want to. I don't care. (laughs) But now if it doesn't bother you, I have no fun in it. All right. Let's move (laughs) into the episode. Rose's self-reliant blind sister Lily visits for the first time since losing her sight. Later, Lily reveals that she only came to ask Rose to return home to Chicago with her to take care of her. Rose at first agrees, but later tells Lily the bad news that Rose will not be moving to Chicago with her and that Lily should start attending the school for the blind. Lily, hurt and angry, leaves for Chicago alone. 
Two months later, Rose visits Lily and learns that she's gone to blind school, has learned to be independent, and has even received a seen eye dog. Meanwhile, the girls have a garage sale to raise money for a new television. After all the girls refuse to part with their favorite items, they all agree to chip in for, on a down payment for the television and to pay the rest off on credit. Oh, gosh. Let's start with Mike Lawson. Mike Lawson, what were your thoughts on this episode in general? Well, so these episodes have i watched for the first time when i was very young and then maybe saw them you know in syndication in the background noise or whatever and it's weird now that i'm like actually analyzing them this like it was so normal that the sister was like no get my water for me now (laughs) but it's actually really ridiculous and now that i'm like looking at it it's kind of just i don't know funny and silly but it, when I watched it the first few times, I just thought that was kind of normal. Mm-hmm. But it, it was an okay episode. I think the garage sale kind of like B-plot was funnier than the actual mm-hmm. serious, you know, blind stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's a few good gags, too. The, like, moving furniture stuff is very funny. Yeah. Oh, when she was doing it. When, were you talking about when Lily was trying to <laughs> – so I can make my way wherever I want. She's walking yeah. and they're clearing the, uh, the furniture. Adam, what were your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I didn't like it, Oh, but, uh, uh, but, and I don't even know why I I think, (laughs) you know, I think they were, it's boring to me how they, they didn't make the blind topic either informative or all that funny to me. I mean, there were a couple of, a couple of scenes that like you mentioned, like when they were moving the stuff away, um, I thought they were a little bit insensitive a couple of times, but then, you know, I mean, that's the case, you know, this was back in a time when. You know, they weren't quite as sensitive. So, but I, but, you know, I, the one thing that stands out to me is, you know, that there was a hot guy who bought a hockey stick yes, from yes, Dorothy. I, yes. You know, I mean, yes, that's, yes, that's I the one that. thing that I wrote stands down, out. That guy was so fucking hot. It was insane. I even wrote it down too, Adam. I am so glad you noticed that that guy was so incredibly hot. Lawson, did you clock him? No, I don't think I was watching very closely, to be honest. I couldn't tell you what he looked like. Oh my god, you look like a like a swarthy Italian young Italian guy, very eighties yeah. hot, but still hot now. He was just smoking hot. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say. I mean, I know, I know, we're not all into the Charles in Charge guy now because, like, of his politics, but a very yeah. Charles in Charge kind of yeah. hot Scott, yeah. you know, kind of guy. But his yeah. waffle fries are great. <laughs> does Scott Bayo make? Waffle How dare fries? you? Wait, does Scott Bayo make waffle fries? No, it's a Chick-fil-A joke. joke. It's a Chick-fil-A joke. I'm just kidding. Oh, a Chick-fil-A joke. All right, here we go. (laughs) And I don't know. I thought, you know, maybe not to just move on, but I I thought maybe that Lily Mm -hmm. could have been a little funnier herself Mm because she was just very like dry. Yeah. You know, and the other thing that bothers me is, and I don't know if this is a, is I don't think I see this very often now. But blind people, yeah, they don't really have their eyes closed all the time, do they? I mean, it, it seems like a very. It depends. I actually, this is weird, but the uh, middle school I went to for seventh grade had this program where there were a, a large number of blind kids. And so they had like a curriculum that was like for them in Braille. And then they integrated into like 
the regular programs by having textbooks for them that matched ours mm-hmm. in Braille and stuff. So we had like some blind kids in our classes. And it was interesting because there was like different, there was a very different range. So some that could like even see a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and wear like thick glasses and their eyes kind of appeared normal. And then there were others where it was like, I th- they like didn't even have eyeballs, you know? They didn't have eyeballs? Yeah, like there was a kid that, well, I feel like maybe there was something there, but it was like they were real sunk in. So it was like, and like patched over. It was just like skin. Huh. Well, I could be wrong, but I was thinking, I mean, this is my ignorance because I haven't yeah. been around a lot of blind people, but mm-hmm. the blind people that I do recall being around, I feel like I've seen them with their eyes open. You know, mm-hmm. you could tell they're blind. There may be some discoloration or they're not looking in the right direction or whatever, you know, but normally I remember blind people that I've seen having their eyes open. So I always thought when I saw someone in a TV show Mm -hmm. that they were just being lazy and just closing their eyes so that it wouldn't, no, no, no. So when I say lazy, I mean, lazy acting like, so you wouldn't see their eyes following movement or like anything that would give it away that they weren't actually blind. Mm-hmm. And so it always distracts me because I'm like, oh, they're just closing their eyes so we don't see their eyes move around, you know, but I don't know. Huh. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I feel this episode is on the lower side of OK for me. The B plot, you're right, is pretty good. The the the, the garage sale. I feel we've seen this exact episode before when Rose's mother came to town where it's. The mother comes, she feels she's independent. Rose goes overboard and trying to care for her. Well, you know? Joe, if you would please allow allow Boo Hecker to speak, I think he has an opinion about that because he brought that up when we met the Oh, mother. did he really? Yeah, I think I remember him saying, we're going to have to visit this again when the sister comes. Oh, well, Boo, look, the one thing I'll say. real insightful. Boo, Boo Hecker knew his fucking Golden Girls yeah. to a fault, actually. Anyway, well, look, maybe he's happy with Gloria in California. I probably, I probably oversold myself because I said, "Oh my God, I'm a huge Golden Girls fan," and uh, and it is true uh-huh. that when I was with uh, a former partner um, uh-huh. when I lived in Texas, we used to watch Golden Girls every night while we ate dinner. So much so that we could recite the lines. Uh-huh. But it's been a while, you know, uh-huh. since I That's since I watched them. So. <laughs> That's enough for what we're doing. Like, yeah, that's yeah. enough for what we're doing. But but you, I, it is sort of remarkable when you talk to like Taylor or Boohecker and their knowledge is encyclopedic. Because I remember I've had pri- pri- private conversations with Taylor, and I'll say he'll be like, "Oh, what episode are you guys on? Are, are you guys on?" And he'll be like, "I'll be like, oh, we're on episode let's say eleven. And he goes, "Oh, which one is that?" And I'll go like blankety blank. He goes, "Oh, I think I remember that one. Is that the one where?" Uh, the daughter, and he'll name very, very specific things. Like, he'll, he, like he would know Barry Glick's name if we called him right now. He would make oh, also, Barry Glick. He, I feel like him and Bohacker both have this thing where they're like, oh, so that would mean this. They were also in like season four of Dallas that yes, year, and this yes. is like February, so yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was well, the Valentine's episode, which is funny because we're going to do that with the actress who plays Lily today. But yeah, they'll be like, she was in three episodes of Falcon's Crest. She played Heather Locklear's like uh, sister, and you're like, what? Who knows that? I'm not even joking. I went down this Golden Girls rabbit hole about a week or two ago, and I went. I was watching a lot of the Emmy Awards when they won, 
And so they'd always name the shows that were they were competing against, and they were famous shows like Cheers and you know uh, what would be another one that would be on at the time, like Cosby Show and 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 shows that we're going to hear about today. And there was one that kept coming up called The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd. And I was like, I've never heard of this fucking show in my life. What is this show? And every year that they're nominated, she's all the the actress from Days and Nights of Molly Dodd is being nominated. So I called Taylor. I bet you I go Taylor. I go. I know Taylor will know, right? So I called Taylor. His Google's broken. Yeah, I know. So I called Taylor, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." It was about, and he can tell you this woman in New York, and she was in her forties, and she had. He knew the whole thing. He goes, "I only saw three episodes," but I was like, "Wait, what?" He knew the whole. He he knew it starred this person. He knew the woman that played, and then he knew what other shows she'd been on and what she's been doing. And I was like. Man, that but, man's knowledge of TV. Don't you get the impression with Taylor that he's someone who's kind of stuck in the 80s a little bit? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like because if you if you listen to his podcast, it's all like 80s pop music and 80s, you know, TV shows and 80s, you know, everything. I'm not saying he like dresses like in the 80s or anything, but no. I you know, there that's just his his jam. That is his like cuz he even hates the 90s, which I think is so funny. Hates the 90s. But hate, but loves the eighties. I think I would be awful at like Golden Girl trivia, and I'm oh, on this if, show with you, Lawson. <laughs> if they had a Golden Girls trivia contest that was only season one, if they was only <laughs> season one, I would do poorly. They'd be like, I, I think I would do pretty good. I think I would do pretty good on a quiz. We I've should watch a lot of Golden in, Girls. We should find something and take it towards the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Towards the end, we should do that. Uh, okay. So in terms of themes, I haven't really had much interaction with blind people or really with people, any kind of ca- uh, handicap, handicap, handicap. No, handicap like that or anything handicap like that where I have to live with them. Right? All of my relatives are, uh, are blessed to not have that affliction but uh but have you guys have any sort of experience with people who are handicapped or working with the handicapped or living with the handicapped or what about you Lawson yeah well I feel like in fact the middle school experience I told you about taught me some stuff really early by just kind of being around some folks that had you know different sort of capabilities than I have in my body mm-hmm. and I carried that I think with me and, you know, I worked in, I mean, it's not exactly, depends on who you ask, but it's not exactly a disability, but I've worked in, you know, the nonprofit space with these people that all have kind of chronic illness mm-hmm. and, you know, it, I, I feel like I exist okay in that space. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, learning, but I do okay there. What was your question? If you work <laughs> with people who are handicapped in any kind of way, oh, yeah. blind yeah, yeah, or yeah. deaf or otherwise, yeah. What about you, Adam Burns? Uh, so when I so I, when I was in high school, junior high, high school, there was a, a girl with cerebral po- no, a girl with uh, Down syndrome mm-hmm. who would come to my church, and I think she had a crush on me for a while. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then later in life, when I was in college, I had sex with a guy with cerebral palsy, and um, and then and my my niece is autistic, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've had a little bit of experience. <laughs> no, I, anyway, I don't have any experience with blind people other than just seeing them mm. around. I mean, yeah. we have a mutual friend that's blind, Jay. Oh yeah, yeah, blind Jay. Jay. Yeah. I do know that he he is very popular with the Go Go Boys. If you go to a strip club. Oh really? Yeah. I've been to bars with him. Um, 
actually was on one of the first dates he had with his current husband. Oh, really? Is that weird? Yeah. Huh. So was Steve. Steve was there too? Your ex-boyfriend? Yeah, Steve, yeah my ex-Steve really liked Blind Guy Jay. Does Blind Guy Jay live in the Bay Area? Uh, he lives in Sacramento. Oh, I so see. like to you, it's kind of like a drive to, you know, L.A. center of L.A. Yeah. Like he, he does it often enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I just, I just want to touch really quickly on the B story, which was the garage sale to buy yeah. a television. I think televisions were much more pricey then than they are now because the thought of you can go. I I bought my I have a beautiful fucking 50 inch flat screen TV that I bought at a sale and Best Buy for two hundred fifty dollars. Right. So I think they were much more expensive then. Uh, I have two of them right here. I just like, yeah. Cause they're uh, cheaper than monitors. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What are your thoughts on that? But, uh, well, I, I thought it was kind of silly that, yeah, I mean, I think they were a lot more expensive back then, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, I thought it, you know, they, they get to the end of the, they're like, you know what, girls, we're not going to be able to sell anything because we're too attached to all this stuff. Why don't we just go put $20 a piece together and pay a down payment and then pay it on time or whatever? And I thought, well, why didn't you just do that from the beginning? Like, yeah. it seems like, oh, yeah, uh, w- there's such a simple solution here. Yeah. And also, it was interesting that instead of saying make monthly payments, they said pay it on time. Like, that sounded like that was a really weird way, I, f- I feel, of saying that. Like, I don't know. I, f- I, I yeah. agree with you. It was a weird way of saying it. But, you know, my question is they acted like the, someone put their stuff out there and never, no one ever told them or consulted with them what stuff they were going to put out there. Right. You put the stuff out there and you put up posters and invited people. Yeah. I remember that bear that Rose didn't want to sell. I don't know if it was the same bear, but there was another episode where a girl who comes over, like a Girl Scout or something, oh, comes over right. yeah. uh-huh. and she steals her bear or takes yeah. it with her. And there's a whole episode about the bear. I don't know if it's the same one mm-hmm. or if she has multiple bears. Yeah. But I remembered a bear, a stuffed bear in Rose. We'll have to find out when we get to that season with our new Adam Burns and uh, Mike Lawson, Joe Batanz triumvirate that we have of the Golden Girls. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, have you guys ever done a garage sale, made money in a garage sale? What about you, Burns? Have you ever had a garage Like, you just moved. Ooh, did you guys have a garage sale? No. I mean, I've been to garage sales, and I, I think I've taken part in them for, like, charity things and stuff like that. So uh, I, I remember that our next-door neighbors used to have garage sales a lot, so I would help them price stuff, you know? Because mm-hmm. I was always – when I was little, I always used to love to play like I was a, a grocer, and I owned a mm-hmm. store, and I like to have a cash register and all that. So Isn't that weird that you, that work, was, you work at a place where you're a grocer and you have a cash register in a store and you're putting fiddle faddle on the shelves and stuff? Yeah, I, I would, that would be something I would play with my neck, with my next door neighbor friend. And then when they actually started having garage sales, you know, I would, I would love to help them like use the little price gun, you know, and yeah. put prices on the floor. Mm-hmm. And when I first, when I got my first job where I was actually, even to this day, Anytime I've worked in a store that has a cash register, I just have some fascination with cash registers. So I really like working the cash register, like when I worked at Pier 1 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I don't think I've ever done a garage sale because I, eh, I end up just donating stuff. I, I feel like it's too much work to like – Yeah. I would just thing, rather yeah. box it up, take it to Goodwill, 
say here, take my crap, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. or whatever. But no, I agree. I agree. Lawson, what about you? To me, I feel like if I'm ready to let go of something, then I'm ready to let go of it. I don't mm-hmm. need to get a nickel for it. Do you know what I mean? That's it's just like, it's, just too it, much work. It, what's funny is even, even I would say 35 years later, people don't want to pay more than what they wanted to pay there on there. If you go to different garage, people don't want to pay a dollar or two dollars. They're not going to, that's the thing is people don't want to p- buy treasures. They're there to get stuff. You know, for yeah, really, really I, cheap. I actually really do enjoy walking through them. Um, I, I don't know. There's something about kind of like not needing anything, but like looking through. Oh yeah, that's worth a quarter. Or yeah. I don't know. There's a couple of stores in my area that have just junk. Like you yeah. can buy, you know, 400 toilet paper rolls, or like just weird. They have a bin of buttons. Yeah. For some reason, I kind of like that shit. It's weird. But All then right. don't you end up don't you end up buying stuff and then getting home and like you have nothing to do with this crap that you bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like what am I going to do with? I w- I was like in on some kind of high at the moment because mm-hmm. I was like, oh look at all this cheap stuff, cool. <laughs> and then you yeah. have like a box of crap or something that you I don't know. All right, you well, to now it's yourself again. It's time yeah. for Lawson's favorite part of the show. It's time for the references. There are a lot actually this episode. Oh. Ah. Um, a ton, but we can probably buzz through them. The first one they make is The Saint Elsewhere, which was an NBC drama about a hospital. Very popular show, Saint Elsewhere. Do you do you know this show, uh, Mike Lawson? Do you remember it? No. So it's not a comedy? No, I think it was like one of those light-hearted, but it was mostly a drama, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't have strong memories of it no i never watched it i was i was too young for it but uh, what about you adam burns you know about this show did you ever watch it i never watched saint elsewhere but around the same time i think there was a show called trapper john md yeah i used to watch that and that was also a hospital show but i i for some reason i never watched saint elsewhere i'm not really sure why the weird thing about saint elsewhere i don't remember the name of the character but he was played by now gay iconic uh gay actor chad allen as a kid where uh, he played, I think, an autistic boy on St. Elsewhere, right? And there's this weird TV theory here because the, fi- the, 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 the season, the series, I'm sorry, the series finale of St. Elsewhere is sort of legend in TV. Some think it's one of the worst, something is the weirdest, right? Where you find out uh, at the end, this kid had been in an episode of the show, but what you find out at the uh, end of the series is they zoom out after that, at the end of the episode, and St. Elsewhere, the hospital, is in a little snow globe that's owned by the autistic boy, played by Chad Allen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the character is, but it's it's called it's the theory of this character, right? Which, in a weird kind of way, Richard Belzer's a big part of it. Because Richard Belzer, his character from Law and Order was on that episode, on an episode of St. Elsewhere. So now because of that, basically the theory is all of television takes place in the mind of this autistic boy. It's weird. You should look it up. There's a whole big weird TV theory about it, but that's St. Elsewhere. All right. A lot. Uh, next we have Benson and Miss Ellie. Now here's a weird thing about Benson. Benson was a show starting Robert Guillaume that was about a, uh, a black butler in the governor's mansion. Eventually he, he, I think in the last episode of the series, he becomes the governor. 
he rises to be lieutenant governor. The, the whole it's a sitcom with Robert Guillaume created by the same people who created Golden Girls. Same people. Same huh. people behind Golden Girls were behind Benson. I used to watch Benson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a sitcom. Um, next, they make a, a Bill Cosby reference to the Cosby show. Again, that would have been a, vi- a huge hit NBC show at the time. That was like their marquee show. So to make a joke about the Cosby, everyone, I mean, that was like the hit show. Did you ever watch the Cosby show, Adam, when you were growing up? Yes. Yeah. What about you, Lawson? I love the Cosby's. I, I feel now I feel bad for loving Cosby show back in the day. Why? You like the character. You didn't like you didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's just like it's I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. I feel like it's a, it's a common thing now when during the whole Mo- Me Too movement and, you know, it's still going on today. But someone gets outed as like being this horrible person and doing these horrible things and you really enjoyed their work. But mm-hmm. then you kind of feel guilty for really enjoying their work. Yeah. Like a lot of people probably with Kevin Spacey. I kind of felt that way about Cosby show, but yeah, I watched that. Love me some Rudy. The, the Huxtables. Can you name the Huxtables, Adam? How good are you? Lawson, could you name the Huxtables? I don't think I can name them. No. Name I, I think I could name Claire them. Claire is the wife. Claire is the wife. Theo is the son. Uh, Cliff Rudy. was the dad. So Dr. Cliff Huxtable, that's Bill Cosby. Claire's the wife. Uh, you have Rudy, Vanessa, uh, Theo, what was the older daughter? Yeah, um, Lisa Bonet. She went on. Later. She went on to a uh, different world. Different world. And now what she's, was her name? And now she's married to the guy who played Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Yeah, what? Was Which I think character? is so weird. She's so much older than him. Anyway, I can't name any of those people. Though. And then the uh, who Tootie? No, Tootie's facts of life. Who was Rudy. the? The young, the young one, uh, but then the really Raven, young one. That, Raven Simone oh, was on there. Yeah, Raven Simone. What was her name? I don't remember. Her name I, was. I don't remember either. It wasn't People Rudy. are gonna hate this. Yeah, I'm not in the chat room. But uh, all right, well there was that, and then um, okay, now uh, the Cosby Show and Margaret. They make a reference to Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret was sort of this sort of famous. Uh, Olivia, Eve Adams says is the name of Raven's character, Olivia. Uh, Anne Mark was sort of this famous 1960s sex pot. She was in a couple, I think maybe at least one Elvis Presley movie. She was like a sex kitten, sang like sexy songs. Uh, was just known as sort of like a sex pot. Anne Margaret, 1960s sex pot. So like, if you're going to make any sex pot joke, you're going to do Anne Margaret. Uh, they do a reference to Woodstock, Richie Havens and Bob Dylan, people who performed at Woodstock. Uh, Gidget. Let's let's go with Gidget here. Adam Burns. You know Gidget. I feel like Gidget was on some reality something that I watched. What? One or two or three years ago, but I may be thinking of someone else's. Um, I could be thinking of someone else. Mike Lawson shaking his head. So. Yeah, I don't think I know what you're talking about. Gidget is the Sally Fields show, right? Is the it TV, a TV show TV, or a movie? It was both. It was a TV show with Sally Field, uh, but in the movie with Sandra D uh, played Gidget. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Um, I my I don't know why, but I feel like my I have memories that are just coming to me now that. Someone early on had like a Sally Field thing, maybe because she played a nun show too. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that was on a lot. Maybe at my grandmother's house or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sally Field. This is all kind of hitting. All mm-hmm. this kind of era is like, I don't know, very kind of fuzzy time for my memories. Okay, so Gidget was like this <laughs> teenager, right? She it took place in Malibu, and she had her boyfriend Moon Doggy, you know, and it was just follow the adventure. There was actually a series of books first, and then they turned it into a movie with Sandra oh. D. And then, and and she's just like the the prototype American surfer girl, okay. And uh, you know, California surfer girl. It's Gidget. When you're going to reference that, it's her. Here's my one of my favorite Gidget stories. <clears throat> Is I remember one time hanging out with my friend Chris, who uh, had a very privileged, still has a very privileged life, and I was talking about a. We- I go, oh, my family is so weird. Right. And he goes, well, I have a weird family, too. Right. So I go, OK, we'll have a well, OK. I go, I go. Tell me your weirdest story from your family. He goes, OK, I'm going to top your story. Now, anyone who listens to this knows I have a billion stories that will top his. So I'm not going to even go with what I topped it with. But he goes, all right, well. My uncle. Wrote the books that Gidget was based on. He wrote the Gidget books. And my aunt Kathy was Gidget. She was his daughter, and she's the, she's the, who she based the character on. And she won't yeah. fucking stop talking about it. And I was like, okay. And he goes, see, so my family's just as weird as yours. And I'm like, no, your family is Gidget. The real Gidget is your aunt. I go right, and so I mean, that's weird. So she used to. I don't know if she still does. She used to be every Tuesday at the Duke's restaurant in Malibu. So one time, Mercedes. This was really weird. Mercedes goes, do you want to meet her? So I went, okay. So we went to the Dukes in Malibu. She was there. And sure enough, she just stood there and just talked to me about how she was the original Gidget. That was, they paid her. They paid Wait. her to. Oh, they paid her? Yeah, she they just paid had, her. Like, office hours. Yeah, they paid her to basically appear there, like office hours and go to table to table. And hi, I'm the original Gidget, right? And tell stories, <laughs> right? So she goes, oh, Mercedes. But by the way, here's the thing. You know, you think of Gidget. She's the, she's America's teenager, right? Well, all these ladies are mid to late 70s. Okay. Yeah. And so she's like telling me all the Gidget stories, Gidget this, Gidget that, right? And then once the show is over, now she's had a conversation with her friend Mercedes. Oh, my package arrived. And uh, she's a conversation with her friend Mercedes. She's all like, oh, my bones are hurting so much. And like, she's become like an old lady. And that was what was really weird. We've seen Gidget. Now is this an old lady? Granny oh. Gidget. I have no idea why I got these two people confused or, or mm-hmm. this fictional character and this actress. But I was thinking of Pia Zadora <laughs> for some reason. I don't know what that is. Pia Zadora. What, okay, I can tell you about Pia Zadora. <laughs> Pia Zadora, even that show not these references. Pia Zadora was this weird, okay, she married a super rich old man, okay, and her dream was to be famous, so the guy would drop a lot of cash to get Pia Zadora, she's almost like the David Burka of, <laughs> of the old, you know, like Doogie, Doogie Howser, Neil Patrick Harris's husband, they were all, he was always trying to make her a thing, I think she actually had a hit song. This is something Taylor would know. Taylor would know the whole Pia Zadora story, but yeah. she was just known for always trying to be famous. 
she did have a hit song, but she would always be on the love boat. She would get like special gotcha. guest roles yeah, yeah. and things and TV shows. Sounds and like a, like a Erica Jane or. Yes. Yes. Something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yeah. But old. Anyway, she was on some reality something that I watched at some point. Yeah. And uh, I think she's still married to someone much older than her who's rich. So but, backing up like six references, what brought us here? <laughs> what would you say? Backing up six references and like, how did we get here? I forget what the original oh, was. Oh, Gidget. But let me tell you another oh, Pia Zadora story. Why I'm mad at this fucking Pia Zadora. <laughs> there oh, was, wow. yeah, there was a legendary, I'm talking legendary house in Hollywood called Pickfair. It was owned by Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And if you could look at pictures, I mean, this was like the fucking place where the stars partied. It was like, like, it was like the White House of Hollywood, right? And uh, it was on this huge, beautiful property. You can look it up. Pick Fair, famous. It's, it's in all kinds of books about Hollywood, right? So in the 70s, her super rich husband buys Pick Fair, the property, and she just fucking mows it down and builds something new on it. Mows down Pick Fair, this fucking bitch. I hate her. All right, next. I know, I, I thought of Lawson with this, uh, with this reference. Rose says she's going to call the house collect. And tell them that to ask for Betty, but to ask, she's going to ask for Rose. We should ask for Betty White. She's going to ask for Rose <laughs> and they're just going to say she's not there, but I tell them, no, she's safe. And Lawson loves a commercial for 1-800-COLLECT. But do you want to explain collect calls to people who don't understand what those were and what that is, Mike Lawson? Yeah, it's funny that you would say that I love that commercial. Maybe I just have referenced it too many times. But I, I mean, it was, they always had commercials on in the 80s for this collect call service. So you could call collect and then charge sort of the the cost of the payphone to the person picking up through these services. So and what Betty White or what they're referring to, I actually we would do a lot as kids. So we would like collect call our friends and say like our like because it would be an automated service. You wouldn't interact with the human. So it would say like state your name, and I would say like you know, meet us at the corner. And so then it would just ring their house and it would say like, meet us at the corner is sending you a collect call. And then my friend would just hang up and meet us at the corner. You know, do you remember these Adam Burns? I don't remember those uh, services. I do remember a commercial for 1-800-COLLECT, but I, I couldn't have told you what it was, but I, I do know what a collect call is. Yeah. I mean, back in the day where you had to pay mm-hmm. to call long distance. Yeah, there was a time when you had to pay for phone calls and you're out of your home. And uh, if you called outside of a certain calling area, you had to pay more. I think it was free within a certain calling area or included. And then it cost money outside of that. So if you called collect, the person would get the charges for the call. Because in those days, whoever made the call paid for the charges. So uh, they would yeah, it's a foreign idea. Like, yeah, it's so weird to explain anymore. now. Yeah, so you would go yeah, to a payphone. Like, you have a collect call from yeah. Adam. Yeah, you know, exactly. or whatever. Do you accept the charges? Yeah, exactly. And so that's what Bet. That's what Betty White Rose slash Rose was talking about. Finally, they make a reference to Shirley MacLaine, a very famous actress. I'd say would say still famous actress, sister of Warden Beatty. But in the eighties, she was most famous for coming out with her belief in past lives. And she was a big proponent of past lives. So 
They made a joke about Shirley MacLaine. She's like, you come back more times than Shirley MacLaine or something like that. The joke. And they were talking about uh. she became the big joke in the 80s because she said she believed in past lives. So there's always I like there's always not, Shirley MacLaine past lives jokes. I did not know that. And yeah. I just thought it meant that she's like her career has come back no, a lot or something. No. No. They, huh. they, in fact, they, they even still comes up, re- I think recently one where she played God, that was sort of the joke. You know, there's always Shirley MacLaine. I think she's almost just as famous now for her past lives, believe, than, uh, than being an actress. And then I wanted to talk about our special guest star, Polly Holiday. And I was talking about this with Aiden earlier. And I was explaining about the big three, CBS, NBC, ABC. And then in those days, because there were only those channels and cable was so limited and such a niche product that those shows, TV shows, hit TV shows had millions and millions and like 20 or 30 million TVs would be tuned in. Like the Golden Girls ratings were like blows any like when American Idol was getting 20 or 30 million, that was seen as like the top 10 shows, you know, like a lot of people. So when you were on television, you were a television star. You were very, 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 very famous. So Polly Holiday, who played Flo on Alice, would have been very, very famous at this time. This would have been a major guest star, a major get that Polly Holiday, who had been this major TV star on a big sitcom that had just ended, was now on this show. Uh, and so that would have been a big. This is also around the time that she was in Gremlins. Remember she was in Gremlins? She played the old lady that goes in the motorized chair up the stairs. And then the Gremlins shoot her off. She was a mean old lady. So this was like the Polly Holiday is having a big run here. Uh, do you guys remember Flo from Alice, Mike Lawson, Adam Burns? Yeah, I mean, Alice was on a lot when I was younger, but I feel mm-hmm. like it kind of went off the air maybe before I was old enough to like mm-hmm. watch TV or enjoy mm-hmm. kind of this level of humor. Mm-hmm. So I remember characters and stuff, and it was always kind of part of our, our household, but nothing specific. So watching her here, like, I recognize her, but I didn't know kind of the history you just explained. Let's see what this is here. It says, Kiss My Grits, Alice. Okay. So here's a scene from Alice. You're going to hear Polly Holiday, who plays Lily. She's going to say, her. it was her cat. I mean, with a very, TV sitcoms in those days, the characters had catchphrases. Right. So like on different shows, every char- the, the, the funny character would have a catchphrase. And this, this is probably one of the most famous catchphrases in television from Alice. It's Flo's telling her, her sarcastic response would be kiss my grits. Here we go. We have been cutting our pies into six pieces. Oh, I also want to tell you, I'm thinking about watering down a chicken soup. How? You already use chicken like a tea bag now. <laughs> Look, I'm doing it for you. Mel, would you like to do something for me? Yeah, what? Kiss my grits. <laughs> that was a big. Uh, that was a. That was a long time. Wow. That was a big buildup. Wait, wait till you hear the magic of editing. <laughs> Kiss my grits. Yeah, only the live people will have suffered through that. Uh, I feel like my like my sister and I would have said "kiss my grits" to each other, kind of like as jokes. I'm not even joking. One of my uh, Animal Crossing characters says it to me when she says hi to me. Well, it says something that I only remember Flo from that show. And I guess she wasn't even the main character. No, she was like a side. But I I remember her. So she stole the show, apparently. Yeah, she was a big TV star. She she left the show to get her own show called Flo, but it failed. So... 
All right. Well, now it's time for the part of the show where we give the number of cheesecakes. Now, Adam, now that you know how it works, we're going to let you go first. How many cheesecakes do you give this episode? Four. Wow. Oh, wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck. I don't like Weird. this episode. I'm going to give it a six. I think the garage sale uh, is like memorable enough for me. Like just kind of the structure of it alone mm-hmm. was funny. And I like that enough to give it a six. I think the garage sale is funny. I think it's a, it's a, it's a structure we've seen before. We've seen this plot line before. Five. 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 Okay. Yeah. That gives five. it a 15. Yeah. So uh, where does that fall in the other ones, Lawson? You know, there's it, there's no way to... It's apples and oranges right now because oh. there's no Boo Hacker scores. Oh, okay. All right. I well, we're going to leave it there. Lawson, what's the next episode we got for us coming up? Okay. Next time we're going to be talking about season one, episode 24, which is called Big Daddy. And that's when Blanche's father, Big Daddy, comes to Miami for a visit. All right. Very good. Adam, you know, because we already have the outro recorded, why don't you plug your Mix Minus show? Tell us about it. Uh, well, I'm on a show with my good friend, Daniel Brewer. We used to do a show called Dubious Intent. Uh, we have rebranded uh, Mix Minus, and basically we just, you know, we just um, talk about our lives and shoot the shit for an hour, hour and a half, something like that. It's on Pride48.com. We do it live every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern. All right. Well, go check that out. Dubious intent. And uh, until then, Mix uh, Minus. Adam Burns. <laughs> Oh, yeah, whatever. Same show. Uh, Adam Burns, uh, thank you for being a friend. You're welcome. (laughs) Lawson, thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Go to hell, Joe. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Boohacker on Facebook. Uh, Joey, and last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. It's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.